Blog Talk Radio. If you must blink, do it now. It's time for Cinema Savant. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is a war room. Your weekly source for movie news. The gods gave us many gifts. One day you'll know them all. Movie reviews. Are you suggesting coconuts migrate? And the occasional Hollywood rumor. Listen. You smell something? Hosted by Todd Vandenberg. Not for why you can, the monkey boy. And Rob Steele. We're on a mission from God. Yikes! Cinema Savant, your home for movie news of movies that you actually care about. He's Todd Vandenberg, and this week, I'm Balky. I'll explain that as we get right into the first thing that came up this week. It's technically not movie news, it's TV news, but it came from a commercial that worried me. Because I I don't actually watch as much TV as I, I did, you know, when I was growing up. So I don't know everybody on TV anymore, but I saw a commercial for ABC's, I think it was called Battle of the Celebrity Stars or something. Over 100 of your favorite stars compete in these stupid obstacle course competition thing, American celebrity warrior ninja things. And they, you know, they said over 100 stars competing. I recognized Bronson Pinchnow. And even then, I had to rewind it and go, was that who that, was that Balky? What the hell? That's <laughs> it. That is the only person I recognize. There, there's, it's a full 30-second commercial with star, 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 or, well, I'm assuming star. I don't know who the hell these people are. I'm just like, ooh, Bronson Pinch, no. So I'm going to call it, uh, I'm renaming it ABC's Battle of the Recently Exhumed Former Celebrity Stars, because I, I don't know who they are. I've gotten old, apparently. <laughs> Meanwhile, hi Todd, how are you doing? I, I am quite lovely. I am. Uh, okay. I'm happy to be here. Most weeks I'm not. Most weeks I'm really like filled with angst about being here, but today I'm happy. Oh well, happiness is good. <laughs> um, here we'll continue the happiness things. Uh, something that I found. Uh, I don't know. I guess it was about an hour ago. There's a website that I'm going to put the link on the website, cinemasavants.com. Go visit it. You know, subscribe to us on iTunes and all that good stuff. Um, there's an artist whose name I on let's see, Austin Light. There we go. I found his name finally. Um, who has taken a lot of movies and removed one letter from the title of the movie and made artwork for it. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and a lot of these work. So it, it, he's taken X-Men, removed the X and called it Men. Uh, it's a movie about a retired professor who helps a rugged Canadian work through his aggression as he struggles to uncover his past. <laughs> see? I like it. Or let's see. Finding Does he have Star Wars? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> let's see. Uh, Beautiful. Uh, the Princess and the Fro. These actually work. They do work. Uh, Jurassic Jurassic Par about two dinosaurs who play golf. I like it. I can see that. But it, it, it's a wonderful website, and I will uh, put the link up on ours so you can take a look at these and go, you know what? Those those are weird, is what they are. But you know, a lot of them are really good. So give it a look. 
uh, after the show, because in the meantime, we're going to go into a lot of news stuff uh, in, a, in our good, bad, and whatever segment. See? You, you wanted a squee last week. That's the best I can come up with. That's a pretty good squee. Thank you. Thank you. I pulled it out of a My Little Pony trailer. Um, no. That's very squeeful. Well, that, that's where you're going to get your squeeze from. We'll, uh, oh, totally. And strangely, I do have my little pony news later in the show, but there's a reason. So just bear with us on that. But let's start the good news thing with uh, something that I think a lot of people are really interested in. And I wasn't going to be until they announced another bit to it. Do you remember the movie Tremors? Very well. Um, Great movie. A lot of people really liked the movie. I was kind of, yeah, okay, it's a movie. But they're turning it into, not just turning it into a TV series. Uh, it's going to be on the Sci-Fi Network, but it is, in fact, going to be starring Kevin Bacon. Now, that's cool. That's when I said, okay, you got me. That was a funny character. I, 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 think, I think it can be a, a workable thing. Because how often do you see move, movies get turned into TV shows? And you know, none of the actors are the same. None of them even look right. the same. The storylines have been changed. This time they're going, let's try this. Let's put Kevin Bacon in it because he's not doing anything these days. I'm I demand Fred Ward. I demand Fred Ward. But Kevin Is Bacon, still alive? that's pretty darn true. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's time to find out. I hope he is, because if he's not, he can't be in Tremors. How about Burt Ward? Burt Ward is still alive. Can we put him in? Burt Ward is Burt Ward is still alive, but that is no substitute for Fred Ward. Okay. Oh, hang on a minute. For, uh, Remo Williams. Yeah. Took me a minute. Oh, he was in. Yeah, as far as I know, he's still alive. A couple years ago. Oh, 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 rumored, oh. rumored to be in the Tremors. TV movie, which is in pre-production, which I am assuming is probably the pilot for the TV show, and that's just how, because they can't possibly be doing a series. Oh, and we're doing a TV movie, too, and Fred Ward's going to be in one, and Kevin Bacon's the other. That makes no sense. So there are rumors that he no. may actually be in this, too. Oh, my God. That's a major squee. Those you are want me to play characters. that again? I'll, I'll, I'll take yeah. the squee, squee out of that and just leave it for you to Play we need it. Yeah. Uh, you'll need it a lot when the news is good. Um, how about this one? I don't know if you'll you'll this is a squee moment. Uh, <laughs> but it's it, it's a retroactive cameo. Which I, I've never heard of before, but here we go. Do you okay, remember in Iron Man two uh toward the end you have all the hammer bots flying around the Stark Expo and I they start to shoot a yeah. Uh, start, curious. Start to shoot a little kid wearing the Iron Man helmet. Yes. Well, really? they have retroactively really? decided that that little kid is Peter Parker. <laughs> I like that. I I wondered in your show notes where does this come from? Spidey in Iron Man Two. Exactly. Thought, this, this this will be interesting. That's awesome. They have they announced that earlier this week, and a lot of people went. Really? But you know what? There's no reason not to. No, it's not like we no actually not got to see the kid's face. So, sure. Right, exactly. 
Timeline fits. Um, makes perfect sense. Why not make use of it? That's that's brilliant. And unlike George Lucas, they don't have to go back and spend millions and millions of dollars and you know somehow screw up the original by adding in things that don't need to be there. So no one stepped go. on Peter Parker's tail and made him go squee in Iron Man 2. They're not going to have an aversion doing that. So that's very cool. I like that. I, I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, other news from the Spidey home front, and actually I've got some in the bad news, but we'll get to that when we get to the bad news. No. Um, it's going to happen eventually. Allegedly, because a lot of people wanted to know where Miles Morales is, and if you mm-hmm. don't know who that is in the comic books, uh, Miles Morales is the ultimate Spider-Man from the ultimate Marvel Universe, uh, who's a, a Hispanic version of Peter Parker who becomes Spider-Man, but he's not Peter Parker. He's Miles Morales. He's in this, in the Marvel universe, uh, Marvel cinematic universe somewhere. They said they haven't put him in yet, but he probably will be there somewhere at some point. Good news, bad news, make of it what you wish. Very good news. Um, and in that, I'm not entirely sure how these got put together, but in that same story, they decided uh, that they may actually be creating a Captain Britain movie. Really? Which I thought was interesting. Captain Britain, uh, here's a shock, the British counterpart of Captain America. Who knew, right? Um, <laughs> very underused character, I thought, but whenever he popped up, I thought he was kind of cool. I thought he had a better costume than Captain America because it looked like a British flag as opposed to Captain America's, which looks like Puerto Rico's. I'm being picky, but <laughs> it does. Um, doesn't it? Look look at the American flag and look at Puerto Rico's flag and then look at Captain America and go, yeah, he's Captain Puerto Rico. But Captain America, Captain America has always been inclusive, sir. That's what that means. Uh, and Puerto Rico is go. essentially the 51st state. Is that it? Yeah, that's there it. There you go. And has been since the 40s. There you are. Except back anyway, then it would have been like the 40s. Britain, States, but it's all right. Yeah. I'm, I like Captain Britain. They're making a movie allegedly at some point. I'm good with that. Or maybe a Netflix series. That could be interesting. Hopefully they'll have a Union Jack too. I mean if you're going to have Captain Britain, just come oh, on. Sure. Go why in not? for it. They should. That would be cool. Um. Let's see. The new Batman movie that's coming out is allegedly going to be taking a lot of its inspiration from the Arkham Asylum video game series and Hitchcock movies. The upswing of this is that uh, Batman, who is considered the world's greatest detective, will actually be doing detective work in the movie. Which, to me, just makes sense and is long overdue because we haven't seen that yes. in any of the movies so far. Very little, yeah. Um, I mean, I, all I can think of is that one Michael Keaton scene where he's looking at pictures of the Joker, looking at pictures of Jack Napier. Everyone's wondering who the hell Jack Napier is. He's never been in any of the books. And and that's it. You know, there, there's not really a whole lot of detectiving going on. Right. For the, and as you said, for the world's greatest detective, at least on this side of the Atlantic, not a lot. Not a lot of detection work. Batman meets Sherlock Holmes. That should be interesting. But Well, you know, actually, actually, Batman v Superman, he did do some detection 
detective work, you know, finding out the thing with Luthor. But I mean, still, it hasn't ah, been at the but, forefront at all. That's the same Batman, though. So it counts. Quite true. Quite true. It's the same Batman. At least I'm, yeah, as much as I'm I, good with good with counting it. You're good. Yeah, as much as I dislike that movie, I thought Affleck and the, their depiction of Batman, other than the whole Martha thing, I thought that was really, really good. Uh, True. Version. Um, good news if you're a big sci-fi fan, like like me, and have actually read these books. I don't know if you've ever read. Have you ever read Isaac Asimov's stuff? Um, it's been quite a while, but I've especially the robot series. Yeah. Yeah, the, a lot the of robot series. Uh, Foundation and Empire, and Foundation, the Foundation series, is becoming a TV series. Wow, really? And I, I read this recently, and uh, who's it? Skydance and David S. Goyer and Josh Friedman are working on putting it together as a uh, as a TV series. Which, if you haven't read these, uh, this was a series that. Isaac Asimov started writing in 1942, which puts it in the category of a long time ago. And every, just about every sci-fi thing that you have that has come out since 1942, there are bits and pieces of in this series. Um, I didn't actually, you know, get a chance to read them until I guess it was about a decade ago when I finally got the chance to sit down and read these books. And as I'm reading them, I'm going, okay, there's Battlestar Galactica, there's Star Wars, uh, there's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You know, there's everything is in this series at some point. So, that, you know, calling it Foundation, this is the foundation of modern science fiction. And it's, it's an awesome series. And it, it, if it's coming to it as may, being made as a TV series, I am looking forward to this provided – we don't screw it up. Because if you screw it up, I'm going to be very unhappy. And it's it's, it's kind of hard to tell with the Goyer. I mean, he did base the Bat Knight, the Batman trilogy. I mean, he's done a lot of really good stuff. But he also did Man of Steel, where you know, whole concept of no, don't be a hero, let those people die. That comes up a couple times. It's like that's eh, not Superman. So it's kind of that's the definition of screwing things up. So overall. I'm I'm very hopeful, but the potential is there to make it idiotic. So keep your fingers well, crossed. Speaking of making things idiotic, they announced <laughs> this week the reason that Chris Miller and Phil Lord were allegedly fired uh, from doing the Han Solo movie. And I'm putting this in good news for a reason. They uh, – the actors apparently went to the producers, bypassing the directors, and said, have you seen what they're doing to this movie? They're turning Han Solo into Ace Ventura. Ooh, that's not good. Oh, no, 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 no. And the producers went, oh, no, you're not doing that. And that's why they were allegedly fired and brought in Ron Howard, which, you know, good news, Ron Howard knows better than to take uh, yeah. Han Solo and turn him into Ace Ventura because that's just us. I, I don't know what they were thinking, but that's an absolutely asinine idea. Which, which again, this goes back to when we were talking about it last week, the whole concept of you need to know 
who you're working with, why did you bring him into the project? And they brought into this project the people who did 22 Jump Street and the Lego movie. Should they be surprised that they try to turn it into more of a comedy? They should not be surprised. And maybe maybe in the meetings they said, listen, don't turn this into 22 Jump Street, and they ignored it and did it anyway, but yeah. Yeah, then that's an excellent reason because nobody wanted to see – well, actually, I think it would be fun to see Ace Ventura in space, but just not with the name Han Solo attached. No, thanks. That's See, I'm awful. Thinking, so, yeah, yeah, that's great news if that's the reason. It might be the same uh, category that the uh, the Ghost in the Shell thing. And th- this hit me, and I, I was trying to figure out how to work it into the, into the show. And, oh, look, here's a place where they looked at it and went, Han Solo. Oh, you mean Ace Ventura in space? And, no, Ghost in the Shell, I'm thinking the director for that movie. Uh, they said, do you want to make an anime movie? And he said, yes. I'd like to make Ghost in the Shell, and got got there, and about halfway through production went, did I say Ghost in the Shell? I meant Akira. <laughs> and so he turned it into a Akira movie using the Ghost in the Shell characters, which doesn't work, and that's why the movie flopped. Yeah. So it's good that they caught it before they got that far. No, no kidding. Um, and, and good for the actors to just say – and I'm sure they had discussions – and the yeah. discussions apparently went nowhere, and they said, "Well, okay, this is not going to work. This is going to suck, and I don't want my—I don't want to be in a movie that people are going to hate." So, yeah, good for them. Um, last bit of the definitively good news: if for some reason you have not seen any of the DC Universe animated movies, from You're a sad person, you know, Flashpoint to. Uh, Doomsday, the Dark Knight movies, uh, Justice League Doom, I thought was really good, or yeah. Batman versus Robin. Well, on November 7th of this year, or August 5th, if you get it digitally, they're releasing a box set of all 30 films and five shorts. Wow. Which I'm thinking, you know, that will require a, you know, both hands. That's that's a big box set. Or but or, uh, or if you just stream it, you're okay. But if you're going to download it, you might want to get one of those little uh, handy terabit drives. Yep. Because uh, I'm looking at the list of these movies, and there's you know out of usually if you get a box set this size, you're going to go half of these are crap. I'm looking at this Mm-mm. list, and if maybe maybe two of them don't live up to the rest. Right, um, that's that the thing. They're good. so consistent. And what would the price tag be on that on that happy little? Uh... There is not a price tag attached to it yet that I've been able to oh, find. Because you cannot I afford it. It's not. <laughs> and by you, I mean anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my God. Um, three hundred bucks. I'm saying that they'll go for three hundred bucks, which would be a bargain. That would be ten bucks each. Yeah. Although the first uh, person who put something in the discussion it, it, on the discussion part of this page put a picture of the Batman Forever credit card <laughs> from uh, from uh-huh. the, the hideous movie, which I think is a good segue into our not so good news this week, which I'm going to kick off with uh, 20th Century Fox announcing 
six more Marvel-based movies over the uh, what is it by the in the next five years, and this does not include the New Mutants, Deadpool, and X Men: Dark Phoenix, which are all coming out next year. Um, they've got dates in 2019, 2020, 2021, and no one really knows what these Marvel movies are going to be. There is speculation that it, you know, Deadpool 3 is kind of a given already, I think. Right. They're allegedly working on an X-Force movie, which leaves four other films that they've said nothing about. Um, but if their track record is any indication, that's, I guess with the exception of Deadpool, five movies that they're going to screw up because I'm not – I have no faith in 20th Century Fox right. in making X movies. There's no – no. listened to the show before. Mm. <laughs> yeah. X, X2 I liked. I liked X2 a lot, a lot. Logan was pretty good. Could have been better. But overall, yeah. with the exception of Deadpool, they, they've – there's this term called screwed the pooch. They have a lot of practice at it at Fox. Woof. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wolf is right. <laughs> speaking of pooch screwing, uh, Sony has uh, ownership of Spider-Man still. And Amy Pascal, who is allegedly in charge of the Sony-owned Spider-Man characters uh, and the forthcoming Venom and Black Cat Silvermane movies, have announced this week that the Venom and Black Black and Silver movie are not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <clears throat> this means for the second time in about a month, we are going to banish someone from this show because you twits have waffled on this for months now. It's part of the universe. It's not part. It's going to be over here. It's not part of it. You know what? You guys can go sit next to Justice League Dark. <laughs> I, I, until you make up your damn minds and show me a trailer of what you're going to do with these movies, no more movie news will be reported about your stuff on this show. Because you can't, what, I'm tired of the waffling. What, make up what your damn minds me. and then get back to me. What it, what it tells me is that they thought, oh, this would be really good to tie it into what Disney, Marvel is doing with their movies because why wouldn't you? That would be ridiculous not to tie into the big the big franchise that's going, and maybe you know get a little rub from the glory of people who are actually making movies correctly instead of the way Sony has been doing most of their movies. Uh, yeah, most of their movies. I mean, they made one exactly right, Spider Man Two, and the rest. Well, we can not get into so that another time. Anyway. And then they realized, oh, we may have to give over some more creative control to do that because they're going to want us to do certain things in a certain way, and they decided not to. So now they're taking their ball. And I'm fine with it either way. I honestly don't care because I'm afraid if they do tie it into the Marvel Universe, they're going to make stupid errors, and then that's going to force Disney Marvel, Marvel Studios, the actual studio, to incorporate something stupid that Sony did or just to ignore it, in which case – it's not going to be part of the universe anyway, 
So, yeah, just go ahead and make your god-awful Venom movie because it probably will be god-awful because it depends on how much input they accept from Marvel. I mean, we don't know yet if Spider-Man Homecoming is going to be excellent or it could be a piece of trash. Tom Holland is terrific. Yeah, and God, I'm hoping so. And Tom Holland is easily the best Spider-Man Peter Parker so far. Absolutely easily. But, but... That was in a Marvel film. That was not in a Sony film. I mean, I've got big hopes for Homecoming, and the trailers look great, but it wouldn't be the first time the trailer looked great, and that was the only good part of the movie. So in how many days is it? In about five days, we'll find out if it's really good or not. But, yeah, I don't – like you said, don't have a whole lot of faith in Sony. have more faith in Sony than Fox because – they haven't made absolute train wrecks, unlike Fox. That is true. So, I mean, they are still making Spider-Man films, unlike Fox with their Fantastic Four franchise, which they've tried twice and screwed up both times. Jeez, man. How bad can you be? Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty lame. It's like, yeah, we're part of it. No, we're not part of it. Other, uh, I guess, bad news, although this one's a lot more amusing, uh, to come out of Spider-Man is that Tom Holland uh, released this week that Marvel is going to be re- uh, bringing back uh, their shorts, not the ones they wear, their short movies, uh, like they did with uh, the Mandarin. They did a, a short with him. And, it was excellent. Uh, there, there's Carter. been a bunch of shorts that Marvel has done, uh, but they stopped doing them a few years ago, but they're bringing them back, and he ended – this little interview where he gave this away as I probably just spoiled a big spoiler. Kevin Feige is probably going to be furious. Well, <laughs> because of this, they have announced that Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man is not allowed to have the entire script of the infinity war because there's some things that they'd like to keep <laughs> to themselves <laughs> until the movie actually comes out. So, so Tom Holland is acting so, uh, like the like the 15-year-old Peter Parker that he plays. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's staying in character, so he, he's being a 15-year-old blabbermouth. That's awesome. <laughs> I think it works. Oh, my gosh. So, how, there we go. How, how sad is that? No, you can't hold have the whole script. <laughs> nope, nope. But nope, no uh, more does he need it? No, he just needs what he's doing, so. Oh my Here's your line. Now go away. I wonder um, if they banned him from the set when he was not working just to make sure he keeps his mouth shut. That would be really funny. That'd be f- I have no word on that yet. I'm just <laughs> amused by you. No script for you, young man. Yeah, go away, Tom. You can't stay here. <laughs> wow. Now, some, we, somebody we mentioned last week as neither of us caring for, and th- this confused me, um, there's a movie called and I'm going to mispronounce this, the Myrowitz story. Yeah. Or stories starring our, I think, is he, is Adam Sadler our least favorite actor? No. Well, he's one of my okay. least favorite actors, though. He's, boy, is he on the list as far as I'm concerned. Oh, he's uh, on the list. Something yeah, I was confused about uh, in conjunction with this this particular film there's allegedly Oscar talk with it. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard too. If Adam Sadler 
wins a Best Actor Oscar. I will never watch another movie again as long as I live because <laughs> something is just no. It cannot well, possibly happen. Here's the thing. It depends who has creative control. When Adam Sandler has creative control, he just makes the same dreck that he thinks is funny, which is awful. So that's how we wind up with with, with this crap, like Jack and Jill, which God, the the previews may be sick, let alone actually ever thinking about watching the movie. But you know, he's done he's he's done good work before. Rain over me, Spanglish. Um, what is the one I'm trying? Punch Trunk Love. So he can actually act when he has adults in the room with him, and they tell him, no, no, you can't mug for the camera and do stupid voices. You actually have to play a character, which is not yourself when you were in the third grade. So when he is controlled a little bit, he can do really good work. Um, I'm, I hope that would be the case in this, because I'd like to see him do, I have a do something other than mugging. Yes, your theory yeah. is? My, my theory is that the uh, the Oscar is actually for the people who came out of the theater watching it going, I liked it. They get the best actor Oscar. <laughs> could be it. That's my theory. That, that could be it. And they would be considered the people and the nominees for best supporting actor are the people who watched this movie. That. See, there we go. I see. I see. Um, it's just a weird thing. And speaking of weird things, let's move over to the X-Files for just a moment. Where Gillian Anderson is allegedly not happy with, uh, I'm guessing anybody who works on the X-Files anymore. <laughs> she's still doing it. But she says she's very disappointed that the writer's room is still 100% male. There needs to be women. I'm like, well... I'm not going to argue that. I am going to bring up this point, though. It is entirely possible that that there weren't any women to apply for the job of writers on the X-Files. That is a possibility. Uh, Just like – God, I'm old. It was 20 years ago, I guess, maybe even longer. Yes, it's a baseball reference. The Detroit Tigers – got into a lot of trouble uh, when they were trying to get a new general manager. And they said, uh, the the NAACP got onto them and said, why did you not interview any black people? We're going to boycott your team. That was just a racist thing for you to do, not to ask any African-American people to be your general manager. You didn't interview any of them. And their response I thought was brilliant, which was, well, no one, no African Americans applied for the job. What do you want us to do? Go out and drag somebody in and go? We're interviewing you just to make the numbers look pretty. Which, which I believe. But here's the problem with that analogy. Yes, it could very well be that no one applied because no one ever gets those gigs unless their name is Dusty Baker. You know, they've probably seen applicants apply over and over and over and over and they just felt like why run through the process so i can see that, that being also part of the deal uh and it's certainly possible no one submitted a script or some people submitted scripts and it's like eh, okay this is pretty dodgy we're not going with that so it's certainly possible but considering hollywood's long history of not exactly 
getting the whole equality thing. Yeah, I can see how she's somewhat perturbed. I'm I'm with her. I really am. I, I don't see any reason why women can't do this. And that sounds even that sounded bad of me. Um, I, I, know what you mean, wonder, I know what you mean. There are some wonderful women writers out there, and there's no reason why they can't write an X Files episode. There are there are so, thousands of wonderful women writers out there, and right, there's no reason they can't. Um, this is one of those things where it would probably be, especially for the X Files, which has such a high profile female character, it would probably be smart for them to really actively pursue that and recruit. And maybe they did, and maybe they didn't get anything useful. Who knows? But um, in similar news, and this one popped up uh, just recently concerning the, uh, well, granted, it's a TV show that I only watch when I'm in emergency rooms. Uh, the new version of which was only once uh, the new version of Hawaii Five O uh, okay. has just been renewed yeah. for its eighth season. Although Daniel Day Kim and Grace Park have both said we're not coming back until we get equal pay, because uh, they're allegedly getting uh, what is it ten to fifteen percent less than. Dano and whatever the other character's name is. Um, and some of it, some people are saying, well, both of them are Asian actors. And I'm like, well, True. I don't know that it, this is a, this is a, <clears throat> I'm putting this in bunny rabbit quotes, racist thing. I, I think it might just be that their characters aren't the main characters, but at the same time, uh, from what I've seen of this show, these two characters are a lot more interesting than the main ones. Pay them equally. Because if, if this was going to be a show that I would watch regularly, I'd watch it for them. Um, I'm actually something of a fan of Daniel Day Kim since he was on Crusade, which was a show that was canceled way too soon. Um, I what do you would... got on this? What is yeah, your take see, I, If they're not co-stars... I mean, supposedly they're. I, I have never seen the show, so it's hard for me to say exactly how much screen time they get, how important they are. If they're just as important, or let's say if if they have fifty percent of the screen time as the two meet as the two leads, well, shouldn't they get paid fifty percent as much as opposed to ten percent as much? That would make sense. So, if they're wanting to get paid exactly the same amount of money. But they have less screen time. That would not make sense. Although I do know right. that the poster for Five O has four actors on it. Two of them are Blue. leaving the series. So that seems a bit. Uh, if they're equal on the poster, they should be similar in the pay, shouldn't they? Obviously, they're important. They're important if they're on the damn poster. They're not just yeah. like tertiary characters. Maybe they're secondary, but they should be getting paid a lot more than ten percent. Uh, the biggest news out of this is that this this thing has been on for that long. Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that it's been on that long. That's probably longer than the original damn series. I think it was. Um, and like I said, I, I've only the, the the only time I remember watching the show was in an emergency room waiting to be brought in, or waiting to have my wife brought in. So I was paying a lot more attention to her being, you know, injured at the time. Um. Then I all I know is, this. all I know is that if Alex O'Loughlin has never played Felix 
in a James Bond film. And therefore, this version is not nearly as cool as the original Hawaii Five-O. Because uh, Jack Lord was Felix Leiter in Dr. No. Uh, is, is that, that's foreshadowing, because I've got something on that in a minute. Not there yet, Lovely. Though. Oh, not there. Okay. I've got I one went more... there too soon. <laughs> little premature, but that's okay. Um, I, I, I have some... I'm going to call it bad headline writing news. Um, Okay. Coming coming from the Star Wars front. I went to a major movie news website recently and came across two headlines right next to each other. Because you go to websites and you see headlines. These were next to each other. The first one is why the second Last Jedi trailer is a long way off. But a more recent headline was new Star Wars, The Last Jedi trailer coming soon. You put them next to each other. What the? <laughs> no. Um, other bad Star Wars news is there's a, a new series coming out. And uh, this is going to sound like I'm bashing women again. And I am not. That woman has basher. nothing to do with it. Woman uh, basher. Is putting out. A two to three minute short Star Wars film or Star Wars animated bit on the female characters in Star Wars. I don't have a problem with that part. The problem I have with it is in these little trailers for these little shorts that they're doing, which are going to be canon in the Star Wars universe. They're not consistent with everything else that they've already done. There are parts with it that if you are as familiar with this series as I am, because I've been watching it for 5,000 years, there's consistency errors. And that, that oh, if you've listened to the show all, to this point, you know we don't like consistency errors. No. That's the problem I have with it, not the women bit. I don't – and next we'll have the gender-neutral characters have – I don't care. Whatever you want to do with it, do what you want as long as you're consistent with everything else. End of rant. Moving on to uh, the whatever news. There was a photo that came out this week showing the new Iron Man armor from the Infinity War movie. And the reason I'm putting this in the whatever news is it looks almost exactly the same as the armor that he's worn in the previous 5,000 movies Iron Man has been in. You mean this one is red and gold with a glowy bit in the circle and the, and the, the glowy eyes? No, can't be. Well, sometimes I'm it's guessing not a the, circle. The neckline is a bit more plunging in this version. I don't know. There's, sometimes it's it not looks a circle. Sometimes it's a trapezoid. Oh, yeah, yeah, Iron Man. Me. It looks the same. <laughs> it, it, it is funny that it's like, oh, we have to have some news, so let's – oh, look, there's a photo. He's got new armor. It's like, really? He has new armor within most of the films. So it's not yes. like, oh, let's wait for this. How many – excuse me? How many how many types of armor were there in Iron Man 3? There must have been 50 or 60, right? Um, I believe it was 55. <laughs> it's not exactly news that, oh, look, no. he's got new armor. No kidding. No kidding. He has – 
Tony Stark has more Iron Man suits than he has business suits. And he's a clothing hog. I mean, just look at the guy. He doesn't have he, he has fewer pairs of Armani shoes. He probably doesn't wear Armani doesn't make shoes, but you know what I'm saying. This guy I'm with Batali. This guy has more suits because that's his hobby. It's fun. Of course he has a lot of suits. So yeah, it's funny. It's like, oh look, he's got a suit. It's like really? That's shocking. The news would be, oh no, he's going back to the really clunky looking thing that looks looks like it's made out of pipes. And boiler, which is kind of what it was made of, the original Iron Man suit. That would right. be news if he decided, you know what, I want to go with that one that has machine guns it's on it and, and, and can barely fly. And when I land, it falls apart. That would be yeah. funny. Um, speaking of falling apart, I don't know if this movie is going to do that or not, but it's about the new Predator movie and mm-hmm. how it's actually connecting back to Predator 2. I thought this was rather clever. One Any of the characters, not quite, but uh, you're you're closer than you think. One of the characters in this movie is going to be the son of Peter Keys, who was in the second movie. Peter Keys was played by Gary Busey, which I'm sorry, that's close to as close to Danny Glover as we're going to get right now. That's pretty close. And the son of Peter Keys is going to be played yeah. by Jake Busey, yes. Gary's son. Yes. The insane horse teeth and the insane laugh. That's awesome. There we go. Jake BC's now, fun. Whether this is, I'm not sure whether this is good news or bad news. That's why I put it in the whatever. But you know what? I like the idea, so let's do it. Well, it's bigger news than a new yeah, Iron Man suit. That's for damn sure. Well, that's true. That's well, very cool. This, I like that. Uh, the Broccoli family. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that, that always – See, you're giggling out loud. I'm just doing it internally. Uh, the Broccoli family, who was in charge of the Bond series, I didn't name them. That's Look at the credits. Uh, they're talking about making a Felix Leiter spinoff. There we go. Um, I'm not Lord sure whether that's or bad. Playing Felix? It does not say. <laughs> Jack, Jack Lord's dead, isn't he? I believe he is. That's why it would have to be a son. Actually... Actually, if if they that seems rather odd, but if they're going to do a Felix Leiter, I hope they have Jeffrey Wright play him. Jeffrey Wright is really cool, and he was a very cool Felix Leiter. I would really like that. That that I would go see. I mean, to be honest, I might go see it regardless of who's playing it. But he's already established as the character. He's been in two of the new films, so why the hell would you not use him? I that don't know. Cool. I like that. That would be slick. Um, more into movies, I suppose, that are on their way out. There were some interesting trailers that came out this week. Um, I, I think the one that made the biggest headlines was the new Jumanji movie. Although, I watched that trailer, and I have to say that a trailer that came out this week that I think is better is the one for the new My Little Pony movie. <laughs> I was... Because scarily enough, I'm going to probably have to see the My Little Pony movie because I have three girls in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, you are going so to I see watch it. the trailer. I watch movies so you don't have to. The uh, the trailer actually had some good one-liners in it. The Jumanji trailer. Did you see it? I wasn't I have not that seen the Jumanji trailer. I've not seen it. Uh, the premise is no longer. 
oh, they're playing a board game. The board game comes into the real world. No, it's basically the breakfast club. Ew. Um, are, well, it's a new breakfast club of four kids that you're never going to see again in any other movie, maybe, uh, are tasked with going out and cleaning the basement. Well, they find a video game that they get sucked into. Oh, so now it's Tron. Mm. Um, but when they get into the video game, they're different people. So the nerd, uh, the nerd guy becomes the rock. The Velma-looking ah. girl becomes Jillian Anderson. The football player becomes um, Kevin Hart. And the cheerleader, who is just too snobby to play with anyone else, becomes Jack Black. That is the most interesting part of this movie. Hmm. Yeah, Jack, Jack Black becomes the transgender cheerleader girl. The rest of it is kind of really, eh, eh. I don't know. I'm just not impressed with it. It it, it doesn't. <laughs> Jack Black. We'll have more on that one. Yeah, Jack Black. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah. That's absolutely the most interesting part. I uh, probably it's going to be so over the top though that it won't really be interesting. It'll be a couple funny jokes that they'll do for two hours. Instead of what they really could do, and I'm not saying they should make some social statement or something, but Jack Black is really good when he's given material to work with. So I, I picture they'll just make some stupid knockoff jokes, and he'll look inside his pants about eight times, and he'll talk about oh a new toy or whatever the hell he's going to say. It's going to be something obvious and stupid, and it'll happen a lot. Instead of what they yep. could do with it, which would be really really cool, they they could do a lot with that. And and keep it family friendly and all the rest of it, but uh, probably not going to yeah. happen. Um, probably not. No, it, it's going to be a series. It's twenty seven Jump Street, um, mm. or whatever. The trailers that did interest me this week um, came from the forthcoming Humans TV series. Um, mm-hmm. that, that was the first one. The trailer came out for that, and Apart from Medusa's hair, which is something we talked about before and how it's not really – it's not as animated as it should be, the rest of it looked really good. So I'm – Good. There is hope. Um, they even showed Lockjaw in this, and if you don't know Lockjaw, he's, That's a, nice. uh, he's a six-foot bulldog that can teleport. He's a big dog. Which, uh, That's a big dog. Although one thing – and but, I haven't watched the trailer yet. But I've noticed in all the posters, Black Bolt looks really – he looks like he's either having a gallbladder attack or he really needs to run to the restroom. And I wish they would have a, have him pose with a different look on his face. I get it. You're stern. Yeah, we understand. Okay. Do you need to look like that for every freaking picture? Like change I it think up a, a little bit. I think a lot of it is his, him – if the trailer is any indication, him wanting to talk. But uh, for those of you who don't know Black Bolt, uh, the character, if he t- he has a sonic scream, that is his power, but he has no control over it. Right. So uh, even if he whispers at somebody, their heads will explode. Um, and there was one bit toward the end of the trailer where he gets punched and actually goes, Ugh! and when he does that, Three cars in the background go, oh no, and fly off. <laughs> um, just so, cool. so I think they're getting that part right. I like that. Yeah, well, they well had done. To do that. 
they had to do that. But the other the trailer that looked the best this week, and, and those are three fairly big movies because you know the Inhumans is coming out of Marvel. Uh, Jumanji, the big name with The Rock and Jack Black and and everybody, and My Little Pony is huge with kids. But I think the best trailer that came out this week was for a film called The Foreigner. No, it has nothing to do with the band that I know of. <laughs> it's basically thing. Jackie Chan versus Pierce Brosnan in this movie. Ah, that's fun. And I- I'm just going to say, watch this trailer. You may have to look for it a bit because I haven't found it as much as I would I would think. This looks like it's going to be a really good movie. This, this is a, probably the sleeper movie of the year that we have the trailer for now. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be really good. I hope so. I saw a trailer for a film called The American Assassin, and this comes out in September. And the, the premise is they find some guy who he wants to go undercover and take out terrorist organizations from the inside. So he's an American assassin, a counterterrorism accent. The cool thing is Michael Keaton is like the co-star, and he plays the leader of this clandestine group. And just from the trailer, Michael Keaton is playing a badass, and you don't get to see that that often. And you may think, Michael Keaton is a badass. It's like Michael Keaton can definitely play a badass. And I'm not talking about necessarily physically, although he is in the trailer as well. But he's so intense. I mean, if it's been a while since you've seen Michael Keaton in a in a drama, find Clean and Sober, which is gosh, that's about almost thirty years old now. But man, what a performance! Michael Keaton is a great freaking actor, and people yes. tend to forget that because he's such a funny actor. We tend to think more of his comedies and stuff, but he's an awesome actor, and this this movie looks really really good great action and the lead looks good but just the fact that it's michael keaton makes me very happy so there are a lot of good things coming up a lot of good movies coming up which is a good thing finally finally yes we've we've had had a bunch of of crap movies we've had a drought although this week alone this week alone i have seen three really good films which made me very happy because it has been kind of iffy here and there um, what have we got? We got one. One is actually on Netflix, and it was released theatrically, but it's made, it's a Netflix production. It's called Okja uh, from Bong Joon-ho. It's, he's a Korean filmmaker. He's the guy who directed Snowpiercer for the geeks. They know Snowpiercer, which is – most people that saw Snowpiercer loved it. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was awesome, but most people really love it. And the host, and no, it's not the awful Stephanie Meyer teen young adult angst vampire BS movie. It's a monster movie, which is also pretty funny. Let's go watch those. But Okja is excellent. Uh, the premise is a company creates genetically engineers, although they lie and say they just happen to find this thing in nature. It's like a super pig, a giant pig. And But they found it in nature, and they're breeding, and they managed to breed more. And this will help solve hunger problems, and it tastes wonderful. And remember, it's not genetically engineered, except of course it is. And they put out 26 of these super pigs all over the world for farmers to raise independently, naturally, blah, blah, blah. And then they're going to have a contest 10 years later. And it's about this young girl whose grandfather, he's the farmer of, this, of Okja, 
one of the super pigs. And she, of course, grows to attach to it because it's a pet. And things go wrong from there because it's a pig and it's going to get slaughtered. And that's the whole point of this. And everything is genetically engineered. And this animal rights group comes to save Okja. And then it turns out maybe they're not really going to do that. It's got an excellent cast. Tilda Swinton's in it as the CEO of the of the company. Jake Gyllenhaal is – it's hard to describe his performance except he's like borderline – no, he's not borderline. He is insane in this movie. He's He plays this TV show biologist as we've seen several of those shows, and he's so over the top and nuts. It's He's kind of unrecognizable as Jake Gyllenhaal because he's so weird, and he's really, really fun. It's got Giancarlo Esposito who is a very underutilized actor. You've seen Breaking Bad. You've seen Giancarlo Esposito. He's a great actor. Paul Dano, Stephen Yoon, who... Glenn from The Walking Dead. Uh, the young actress, she's 13, and I'm going to butcher her name, Anso Jun, A-N-S-E-O-H-Y-U-N. Uh, she is awesome. She is terrific in this movie, and the, the effects look great because obviously we don't have pigs that are about the size, actually larger than hippos. So the special effects are awesome in this movie, and it's a really, really cool, touching, heartfelt movie that has a lot of action. And it's about the whole concept of, gee, should we be just slaughtering animals, you know, just to turn them into bacon and stuff like that? Although I will say, the first thing I ate after watching Okja, no kidding, was a ham sandwich. So there you are. Um, <clears throat> you have kept a side of Kevin Bacon with that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Crispy. Uh, also saw The Book of Henry, which came out, I think, about three weeks ago, and has not gotten good reviews at the box office. I think it's like a 27 or 28 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. And I will say that roughly 62, 63% of the critics are wrong. The Book of Henry is a really, really good film. Um, single mom, two kids, one is a genius. And so it's this slice of life family thing about how how it is, you know, working with this, just living with this kid who's a genius. And it's not, you know how so many films, children are, they're given lines, so they seem like 30-year-old people, but they're in this child body yeah. because they're, it, this kid acts like a kid. He acts like a very bright kid, but he acts like a kid. And that turns out that, oh, no, this is not a spoiler because it's like virtually everything. Thing you see it's in the trailers and everything there may be abuse going on of their next door neighbors the young girl by her stepfather so that becomes a plot element and then the movie takes a turn that you don't see coming and i'm not going to give it away but it takes a turn you don't see coming turns into a different kind of movie from this slice of life family thing and then it takes another turn after that it's really really good naomi watts is awesome there's a scene in the film where she opens up the trunk of her car to get something out of the trunk, and she's really nervous about doing what she has to do. And she's shaking, but, I mean, you almost can't see it, but you can see it. She's shaking like a person really would be shaking if they're just – if their anxiety is dialed up to 11. And she gets into the car, and she's still just kind of quivering, and it's like, man, this woman is an incredible actress. She is so awesome. You let her, they just – you know, she just – touched a little pad on her wrist and set it to vibrate and so she was shaking like that but she's awesome in the movie uh Jaden Lieberher plays Henry he is incredible uh Dean Norris again a Breaking Bad reference the guy who was Hank in Breaking Bad he is the next door neighbor 
Um, he has a major role in it. Really, really good movie. Highly recommended. Don't believe the critics. Be like The Rock and ignore Rotten Tomatoes. Go see the movie. And then the last movie I saw, which was – and I liked Okja a lot, and I liked The Book of Henry a lot. But the last movie I saw, best movie I've seen so far this year, Baby Driver. Holy crap. Um, Edgar Wright directed Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, which I typed in my notes as uh, with the wrong letter, which is interesting. Turns it into something I can't say, but it's Hot Fuzz and The World's End. And, of course, he was writer-director for Ant-Man and was taken off the project, just like we were talking about the situation with Han Solo. He had a different vision. They came to a mutual parting of the ways. Um, I'm really glad he got um, – that he chose to part ways with Marvel because this is why Baby Driver is out there. This is a project he'd been working on off and on for 10 years. So premise is Baby Driver. He's a getaway driver for criminals. Although he himself is – he's technically a criminal, but he's not really. He's just some guy who got hooked into this. The leader of the criminal group is Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey and all his malignant, wonderful – Spaciness. Spaciness, exactly. Uh, also stars Jamie Foxx as one of the criminals. Jamie Foxx is <laughs> – he's great. He's off the wall, weird. But in a believable way, he is excellent in this movie. John Hamm from Breaking Bad, another one of the criminals. Um, his what character changes a lot in this. John Bernthal, who played – who was also in Walking Dead and The Punisher in Marvel's Punisher series, and which, is, which will be a great series. He is excellent. Again, another one of the criminals. Uh, Ansel Elgort, who I'd never even heard of before, and that's because he starred in The Fault in Our Stars and The Divergent series. He plays Baby. He's awesome. Lily James is his girlfriend, Deborah. And I left out probably the best actor in the whole cast, and it's the soundtrack. It, there was <laughs> a reviewer in the Oak Ridger, and you probably remember that she would write about movies, and sometimes half of her reviews would be about the soundtrack. Actually, I shouldn't say sometime. Half the time. Half of her review would be yeah. about the soundtrack. It was so overly done. It's like music is very important. But, my God, it's not – every film is not, oh, my God, this is the best thing about the film. I have to write about the soundtrack. It was got to be ridiculous. This movie, it's another character in the film. It's It's got this awesome soundtrack. There are 30 songs in this movie. Most of them, you hear the entire song. Well, half of them, you hear the entire song. They tie into the film. It's it's early rock. It's blues. It's just it's an incredible soundtrack, and it ties in so well with the film. It's the best driving sequences, best driving sequences in any movie I've ever seen, and I'm talking including Bullet, including The French Connection, including Driver, including Drive. The best driving sequences in anything. It's an and Fast and Furious. Forget that crap. This is an awesome movie if you like car chases. This is an awesome movie if you like character studies. If you like drama, revenge flicks. Man, what an awesome movie! Do not take your kids. I saw it's an violence. With, uh, it's cussy. <clears throat> yeah, that too. Um, I saw an interview with Jamie Fox last night about this movie. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how uh, the the whole thing is it, it's the the music is is set 
to every or every all the action is set to the music. Absolutely. And they would play the music on the set, and he's firing his gun to the beat of songs and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, music massive part of this movie, and I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. It's on my list. <laughs> well, maybe after you see the the uh, My Little Pony movie. But seriously, this is it's a brilliant movie. Uh, Edgar Wright has been a great director since he first popped up, and happily, this is going to be his biggest box office success. He is. It's already grossed thirty million in five days. And let's see, is that accurate? Yes, it is accurate. It is possibly going to be his top box office film that he's ever had in a matter of five days. Because his biggest previous hit was Scott Pilgrim versus the World, only made thirty-one million. Baby Driver's at thirty. So I, I think he wins with this one. He wins with this one because this movie totally kicks butt. It's a great movie. Um, man, I, I cannot imagine. And I, again, it, the reason the money is, is important is because he can make more movies like this if this movie makes money. So absolutely, yes. absolutely. If you like any of his movies, go see this movie because it, 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 it. You can see how it fits in. It's not part of the Cornetto trilogy, of, but it, it certainly fits into that world, uh, especially the Hot Fuzz thing. So, man, what a good movie this is. Um, definitely. I mean, I would probably go see it again tonight, and I may actually do that, except I have other things to do. But go see Baby well, Driver. Can I bring up Paul Circle for you? Yes. Um, I just looked this up on IMDb, and in that section, people who liked this also liked. The first movie listed on my screen is Okja. Yeah, and which is really odd. I don't really yeah. get that connection. I get Shauna Shauna. And the world and, and Hot Fuzz and Scott yeah. Pilgrim because those are all his films. But yeah, I'm not sure why Okja pops up with this because they're not really similar films. They don't exactly but, go together. No, they don't go together. But I guess maybe if you like really, really good movies, you'll like this other really, really good movie. So you definitely want to go see, go see it. Baby Driver is a getaway driver running from the police. The police are sometimes called pigs, and Okja is about genetically enhanced pigs. There we go. There's our really long and convoluted link. There you go. Absolutely. That works. That works. Best I can oh, that's funny. Short notice. The first re- re- user review on IMDb pops up. There are two great songs from the 70s used here in the movie. Mm, there's about 30 great songs in this movie. <laughs> I would say there aren't two. Um, I mean, the review is it's a well-written review. I'm just, it's just funny that, oh, there's two. Like, mm, you might say two of the great songs are some of my favorites, but no, there are a lot of great songs in that. I mean, it's, and for the most part, there are songs that you've rarely heard, which is another cool thing about it. I mean, it's just... And again, acting is cool. Directing is cool. Great script. I mean, man, what a cool movie. Go see Baby Driver. I'm looking at the soundtrack, and wow. Yes, this yes. has got some really awesome stuff to it. Yes, it Available does. It's absolutely beautiful. And, yes. and um, well, no, I don't want to give it away. And it's not like a big deal, but, I mean, it, it's they play a quite appropriate um, song at the end credits. I'll just say that. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Teaser. Teaser. There you go. You got to be there for it. Oh. Also, also another interesting oh, thing. Interesting. Some of the bigger hits that are in it, like tequila, not the version that you know yeah. of. 
which is another cool thing is there are some songs in here that you have, well, depending on things. Yeah, you have heard a lot of these songs, but it's just very cool. And besides, listen, when you go from Radar Love to Never Never Gonna Give You Up, back to back, you know it's a you know it's a good playlist. Yes. So, yes, go see movies because they're go good see for movies. you. And if you see movies, we don't have to. No, wait a minute, that's not how it works. Other way, yeah. reverse that. How's this? It's July. They've got air conditioning in the theater. Ooh, how's that? Good point. Yeah. Ah, see. So. I'm I'm looking at a clock and also thinking I've run out of stuff. Ooh, no, wait. There was the contest thing I wanted to bring up real quick. Bring it. And we're, we're, we're going to – it's not exactly a contest. We don't have prizes. We just want to get your opinions on this. We are trying to figure out the best single line in movie history. Now, a single line, only one character says it, and it has to, has to be, you know – Something you'll recognize outside the movie. Um, yes. Like of all the bars on the planet and Earth, and she walked into mine or whatever that line is. See, I'm, to me, that's not going to be on the list because I can't even remember it. Um, but you know, just to put it in perspective, single line things that only one character say. So, like in the Justice League trailer, where you have Flash and Batman in the car, and Flash goes, "What's your power anyway?" And Batman goes, "I'm rich." It's a great line, but it doesn't work if you just go with I'm rich because that's exactly. just one person. So, you know, having him say, I'm Batman, you know, like Michael Keaton used to do, that would be a single exactly. person line, although not the greatest. So let us know what you think the greatest single line in movie history is. Contact us, uh, go to our website, cinemasavants.com, uh, or contact us, cinemasavants at coil.us. C-O-Y-L dot U-S. Uh, email us. Let us know. We are curious. We'll put this together as a list, and then we'll go You know, take the, the top however many we get, and we'll do a vote. Because some of us think we still live in a democracy, even though it's really a republic, and then we're going to get into politics, and we don't want to go there. No. Let us know what you think the line is, and uh, I think that'll be cool. I think that will be awesome. And I'll mention it earlier in the show next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the end of the show. I think it is. Have a good week, everybody. Ariel! Opa! Ride! Do you think they will let me live in Montana? I was thinking of the immortal words of Socrates, who said, I drank what? Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, it's a living. Dorn, that's the end.